Holy hammer. That was a cool conversation. If you aren't already aware of Amy McKenzie, you very soon will be. She runs Designing Her Life. She is amazing. She's been a friend of mine for about four years. She's also an intuitive, a coach, a international speaker. And honestly, I just adore her. You're going to love this conversation. I just know it. Enjoy. Amy McKenzie, how are you, woman? Oh my God, I'm so well and so excited to be here with you. Thank you so much. And it's so funny, like whenever you and I do anything like this, we end up sounding like we're singing. How are you? I literally just was like, why did I sing my answer back to her? But that's what we do. That's what we do. I know. And it's like when we're explaining things on Instagram, it's like there's always a little melodic vibe to it. We're just trying to raise the vibes. That's all that is. That is. But you have been one of my favorite people to work with. And Amy has just been doing like a full coaching session with me before, unintentionally, before we had this podcast. Like, honestly, the girl is so good at what she does. She does it without you even realizing that she's doing it. (laughs) And everyone needs what she's got to say without even realizing that you needed it in the first place and that it was even missing. So thank you very much for that. Oh, that's so beautiful, Katie. Always anything for you. Oh, I appreciate it. So Amy and I, when did we first met? Through Bright-Eyed and Bloghearted? Yes. And I feel like, was it in 2014, 2015? Would have been something like that. Mm. So it's, it's been a ride. And I absolutely adore you. You were in the first book I wrote Becoming Brave because your story and your path and your character is just so, it's a big one. It's a beautifully big, messy story um, that, you know, I just think if everyone could understand the path that you've walked and were able to, you know, see what's possible with how you've shifted gears and, you know, you live with chronic pain, which I want you to um, also dive into. I just think you're just su- you're such an inspiring person right down to your core and it's just really cool that I've got to see, you know, your transformation in the past four years and I can only imagine how huge that was before we even came into each other's orbit. So why don't you talk us through however much you feel like sharing today, um, like the past few years of your life, and where you are now Mm, okay oh my gosh it's always so it's like how does anybody snapshot their their character their soul their life their journey it's like big stuff right Mm -hmm. but um I guess just to share some of the like what feels really important to me and has been you know pivotal moments throughout that uh as you mentioned Katie I 
um, live with chronic pain syndrome, which was um, triggered in a car accident in 2007. So it's been 12 years now. And um, it, yeah, definitely can like read a little bit more about my journey with that in Becoming Brave. Uh, but it, like in a nutshell, and not to minimize it because it really was some of the hardest years of my life. Um, but the first three years it was undiagnosed. And so that was a real journey of trying to get answers and prove myself and um, have people believe me as anyone who, who experiences or lives with any type of invisible illness or condition. Um, the One of the hardest parts is that nobody can see it and therefore they often don't believe it and question it. And so Throughout that time, you know, my character and strength and resilience definitely was taking some hits. Um, and I'm a fighter. That's my, you know, I think I literally was born into this world with that, with my fight mode turned on. Um, and so, which can be such an amazing strength. But in this case, it actually started to take its toll on me. And I just started to feel like I was losing the fight. And um, yeah, it was it was becoming really evident to me that I was giving up and giving away so much of myself and that I didn't really have much left. And it was from there and getting to my rock bottom, uh, which was where I chose that I wasn't meant to be in this world anymore. Um, and I woke up still here in a hospital bed and that moment shifted and changed everything. And it took obviously time after that to heal and to put my pieces back together of what felt like a very broken human being. But through that and from that, I honestly found parts of me that I had never, ever known and would not have if I hadn't have gone to those depths of darkness. Um, it was a beautiful lesson for me in, in our shadow selves and also the contrast and spectrum of how much shadow and darkness we can hold at the very same time as holding so much light and having so much to share that's good in the world too. Um, and so from there began my beautiful climb. I have tattooed on my arm now, she will move mountains. Yes, you know? she will. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what it felt like. It didn't feel like just climbing mountains. It felt like I moved them too. Um, and so many, so many bits and pieces into that journey, like really small things in, in terms of um, – you know, what I did and, and read and who I listened to and who I was inspired by and the daily practices that I started to do for myself and, you know, really expanding my mindset. I know that, um, Katie, you are the mindset maven and that's, I think, where you and I connect so much, right, because we both are like, does nobody else realise that we have, like, we have this incredible power that our mind is just, you know, almost like a it's disguised and underneath it is so much magic and so much, you know, um, 
like possibility and it was that kind of awakening that really shifted the way that I approach my life the way that I approach my my relationship with pain um, and also how I took it from from being one of the worst things that happened to me among others you know it was a, an accumulation of of life events and experiences and how I took all of them and have made it an asset it's one of my greatest assets now and I truly have learnt how to find my own inner power, value, worth and validation inside and then I am able to draw on that and share it outside, which is what I've been doing and where I'm at today. Whoa. That's like Amy. Like I know I've heard this like a few times, but I never stop ceasing to amaze me you know what you've endured and how you've come out the other side and not only surviving but thriving and I know people say that like throw that thriving around but I've seen you when you're really in your pain and struggling with it and where you can barely sit on a seat to you know like being able to command a whole room not by doing anything except for just be you and it's like yeah it's a really powerful thing to to bear witness to and if anyone ever gets the chance to be at one of amy's events or um work with her in some way do yourself a favor and get a ticket because it's (laughs) you never walk out going huh you always walk out wow okay all right that was something special so okay so from the past few years I've been watching the transition from full heart-centered business babe to a more soulful, more connected leader. And now you're helping other women tap into their own unique power as well. So why the shift from like, it was very business focused that you were in. um, And now you're, you're doing it a whole different way and you're still guiding women and you're still empowering them and probably still helping and guiding and mentoring many of the same women within business but your whole approach to it has seemed to shift yeah yeah I feel like um it's so so interesting because we can we can know something and see something and yet we've got to go through a bit of a journey until it fully lands and processes. Mm-hmm. And from the beginning, you know, my like that's how Designing Her Life was born. It was born from that, uh, from my own personal realisation of my power and, you know, the, the intricacies of our mind and the part and role that we get to play in our own life, it was that's where Designing Her Life was born, that I believe we get to be the designers of our own life. No matter what has happened to us, what is happening around us, um, you know, we still have this inner power that is always ours to tap into. And it was from that that I started to uh, work with amazing women who would who were trying to also tap in and use their power and then help other people with it. So that was where the business aspect came came into it. Mm-hmm. But And for a while it felt like, oh, okay, so I just need to help them figure out all of the pieces of their business to then be able to step up um, into their power and really, you know, master their own blend and method of magic and then it'll have that ripple effect out in the world. But what I actually realized is that it was the 
it was the women behind the businesses. It was the woman within that truly needed the sacred practices, care, coaching, um, even the, the strategies were, were for her. And then that, from that place, when she was in her full force power and magic, then my God, what she could do through her business or through anything that she touched. So you don't have to have a business to be able to create create incredible impact and change in the world. And that's when I went, you know what, it's actually these women, no matter what it is that they're wanting to do with their incredible soul gifts and, you know, oh, like I keep saying the word power, but honestly, when you spend time with any woman, when she is in the energy of her own power, it is breathtaking. And they, that was where I was like, these are the women that I need to be working with and supporting and helping. And whatever else comes after that can be a part of the journey too, but it starts with her. Ooh. <laughs> nice. So you've got a new program out now called, is it the Sacred Container? Oh, my gosh. So, yes, that's I'm currently, that's in underway. We're halfway through. Um, we've been working on, yeah, it's called Your Sacred Container. Your and sacred it's container. all about holding that sacred space, sacred practices, and truly, truly dropping in to that woman within and then approaching life, work, business, relationships and everything beyond that point so why do you think so many of us struggle um to connect with that inner knowing that woman within that um that magic that each and every person has why do you think that so many of us are just tuned out to it or don't know what to look for even or doubt that we even have it yeah. Oh, such a good question. As soon as you asked that, I felt emotion rise in my chest because my heart breaks for the fact that so many of us don't have that knowing, like as in we, we have it, it's there, but we are disconnected from it and we don't believe that we do. And I know exactly why. It's because the world has told us that we don't. It's because from the moment that we were born, we have had people people outside of us telling us who we are, how we should think and who who we should be, what we should do. And that is the programming that has been, you know, infused into all of us, especially as women. You know, it's, it's definitely not just women that are impacted and affected by that, but especially as women, we have been told how to behave, how to think, how what to wear, what, how to look, what's acceptable, what's not, and not once have we ever been asked what do we think or feel, what's true to us. And that's why we've become so disconnected from it. That's why we don't even know who we truly are. Yeah, I'm just like nodding along here going that, mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's, you know, I see it and I even wrote a chapter in the book, the upcoming book, Messy, um, that, you know, when women start to, like there's so many ways that we can get shut down and we don't even realise we're being shut down. Mm. Um, And we can even do it to each other, woman to woman, we don't even realise. But a lot that I see is like you speaking your mind does not make you difficult. 
you know like people say oh she's just being difficult or she's bossy and it's like no maybe she's just being assertive and you know that sort of thing like just because you're speaking your mind and it's making someone else uncomfortable doesn't mean that you need to change what you're doing like if someone has a problem with what you're saying or who you are that is on them Mm. like we don't but you know we don't have to dim our light because it's shining in someone's eyes but for many of us especially in the generation like when I was growing up and I have the best parents but even then it was very much children should be seen and not heard and then so you're you you grow up with that and it's like we'll pipe down you know like because that's just how they were raised as well so it's not until we start to challenge that you know, that belief system and realize that, hang on, maybe there's more to me than I've been, you know, allowing everyone to see that that's where some more of our growth lies. And is that the sort of magic that you're, you know, helping women uncover? A hundred percent. What you just said then, Katie, is like we have bended and twisted and conformed and contorted to whatever anybody else needed, you know, in in small ways and big ways. Mm-hmm. And not once did we ever have the have the you know the knowing that we could question that when someone asked us to be someone else or when someone told us that this is who we needed to be or what we needed to do. We didn't realise that we could actually question that and check in with ourselves on how we felt or what we believed. And that's what's awakening. You can feel it across the board. I mean, I know the incredible people listening to this podcast episode, they've already had inklings of that awakening, which is why they're even seeking out resources and support like this. It's because we know that it's, things are shifting and changing and we're having those little nudges and knowings that whisper to us, are you sure about that? What do you think? Does that feel right for you? When someone else is saying to you, this is how you need to behave, speak, show up, when you know you get that little feeling in your gut that says, mm, I'm not sure about that. But normally you would bypass that, you would push it down, but no longer are we willing to do that. We're starting to say, no, hang on a minute, that's not okay. Hang on, I'm starting to realize that not only do I have the the incredible um, opportunity to change things and shift things and show up in a different way, but it's actually my responsibility to my children, to the next generations, to the world. Because if I'm truly going to be of service, whether that's through your family, your relationships, or in a bigger way, you have to have that connection with yourself. You have to be in your full force and full power. Oh, totally. And there's so much guilt I get when we go against... Or we question anything because it's that um, <clears throat> that good girl versus the bad girl. Like I don't yeah. want to rock the boat or, you know, that's ingrained in us. I remember years ago when I was having a, um, 
a, a reading with an amazing coach that I worked with probably 10 years ago now. And she said to me when I was rubbing up against so much guilt and shame about things that really now I look back on and I'm just like, girl, you were young. You were doing exactly what you were meant to be doing because that's how we figure out what alignment feels like is to sometimes experience what not being in alignment feels like. So whatever it takes. But she said to me, the good girl must die. Katie, Mm. you need to let go of that whole entire concept that there's a right way of doing things and a wrong way. And there's a right way of being in a wrong way. And I was just like, oh, thank God. It was like someone handed me a huge permission slip because there is no, you know, like this, this old precipice of what we had to be in order to, you know, be a good person and a reputable person of society, that's gone. Like I even feel like that paradigm is shifting, not completely, but it's definitely on the way out. Um, but, you know, that's also where we live in a very privileged yes. you know, situation here in Australia. Yes. we have, I can say that because we're very privileged, you know. So for many areas, that is not the case. But And I hope it shifts over that way soon. But, yeah, what's your thoughts on, you know, that breaking that good girl Mm. rule book, the good girl rule book and, you know, dismantling that? Mm, I love that. Um, I feel like it's actually when we go a little bit deeper because for each of us it's different, like as in it can be the same thing across the board is that, if we sum that up to, okay, the good girl rule book is that in some way, shape or form, we're trying to adjust or bend to ourselves to fit somebody else's measurements, definitions or rules, right? Mm -hmm. But for all of us, it's different what is what the emotional connection is with that or the way in which we're doing it. So firstly, I'm like, we've if we're going to change it, we've got to turn inwards and look at what that is about for us. So to give a little bit more of an example, um, I too have a good girl complex and very much that, you know, doing the right thing and, and some perfectionism. And so for me, that it didn't stop me so from speaking out, from speaking up, having an opinion and all of that, whereas I know for some women that's exactly where it hits them. For me it didn't, but what it created was a constant uh, feeling of never being enough, uh, that I was always in that fight mode, fighting for it to be okay for me to be who I was, and then I overcompensated by um, overgiving to make up for the fact that I was loud and opinionated but I still wanted to fit in the good girl or in for other people to see me in a certain way so then I uh, had no boundaries and would do anything and everyone would do (laughs) (laughs) that's not true different good girl bad girl (laughs) (laughs) that's a different conversation and actually it's so not true to me but all power to those that it is true to totally Um, but yeah I would do anything for everyone at the expense of myself and then you've got um you know there's such a huge range of the ways this shows up for some of us it it is acting out for some it's we we completely turn inwards you know how many times do you see women being labeled as shy as stuck up but 
they actually are these incredible beings that have so much to share and offer, but somewhere along the way they they got the message that they needed to be quiet mm-hmm. um, or pull back because the world couldn't handle them or didn't accept them. Uh, some For some people that might show up um, as, um, I'm thinking of another example, yeah, worrying about what everybody else thinks of them. And that's probably one of the biggest is this, you know, connection or disconnect with our, with our own opinion of ourselves but putting on a pedestal other people's opinion. And yeah. when it's so, so it's really about the journey of, of looking through your own belief and value system and going, so where has that been created? Because for me, mine was created from those experiences at school, at home, through doctor's visits with my chronic pain, all of it. It all was continuing to add to this belief of who I needed to be and how I had to show up to fit in or be accepted. And it wasn't until I had that moment of going, hang on a minute, let's question that. Where did that come from? Is that actually my belief or was that somebody else's? Do I actually hold that as valuable? Do I give worth and value to that? And it was through that self-exploration that I was able to actually start to see who I am outside of who I was told I was. And that's where I believe we as women to start to change that rule book of good girl, bad girl, right, wrong, perfect, imperfect. It has to start with that self-exploration and inquiry. Totally. And I totally get why people think that, you know, if they want to live a life more aligned, that all you have to do is make one decision. Like it's just like, okay, I, you know what, I'm going to just step into my power now. And they think that that one decision is, that's it. And then they wonder why everything's not, like nothing's changing. I'm still frustrated. I'm still feeling all of these different things, but it's not just one decision. Like that first decision is very important to commit to, you know, that curiosity within that self-inquiry. Yeah. And the first choice is like to do that and to, you know, follow that, like jump down that rabbit hole. That's really important because if you don't take that first step, then you're not going to get in that, go in that direction at all. But it's actually the thousands Mm -hmm. of decisions and choices that you're going to make over a lifetime that then follow that first choice. Yeah. You know, that are really where we're going to get. It's not just one decision, but that decision to choose to sift and um sort through and delve a bit deeper that's what it's all about isn't it it's not just the first one it's what you choose to do after that so can you i know that we've touched on it with the different like asking yourself a few questions but what are some ways that stepping into your own power like how can that look Mm. in terms of the choices that you make or the the rituals the ritualistic Um, things that you can do within your life or the sacred, you know, um, things like that you can do, the sacred situations and choices and tasks. Like, yeah, can you dive into that for us? Absolutely. So just to also sum up what you just said there, because I think it was really powerful, is that 
that first choice, that first moment when you decide that there is another option or another way um, is a pivotal moment, right? It, 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 and it will always remain that. You'll remember back to it. You'll know that moment when something shifted within and you started your, this kind of journey that we're talking about. But the real life-changing work is the every day after then. It's every day that you continue to come back to that aha, every day that you continue to come back to that choice and power. It's not the one moment that you have it. It's every day afterwards. Mm -hmm. So really love that you said that. And some of the ways in which I do that, and again, it's different for all of us. So you can have so many of us who are out here preaching around, you know, well, these are these are the tools and practices, but you also get to craft your own. And so because what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for another. So that's why I always talk about the first place to start is to look at what it is like that's driving you at the moment. So beginning with some self-exploration and powerful questions. And you can do that through prompts, you can do that through journaling, um, you can do that through a meditation practice where you allow just quiet, sacred space for yourself to hear the answers. Um, I personally love to, you know, get get a notebook and a pen and write some shit down. I'm like, okay, let me have a look at this because that's how I process. Mm -hmm. For some people, that's not their, their processing practice. Uh, another way as well is if you do like to speak things out, you can also record yourself. So hit voice memo on your phone and actually start to have some conversations with yourself around these beliefs. And, you know, you don't need to be a philosopher to be able to check in and tune in with yourself. You know what to ask. You know what's truly going on. It's just usually that we're operating above that. And so it actually is first and foremost about creating some sacred space to have some deep conversations with yourself. That's first. And that's something that, again, like we said, you don't do once. I have to do that every single day. Now, if I want to stay connected to my power and my inner magic and all that I now know to be true about myself, I've got to keep having those conversations because new things pop up, we shift, we evolve. So it's a continual conversation with yourself. That's one of the first, deepest, best, most expansive ways that you can actually shift your life. Love that. You know I'm a fan of the brain dump. Like, 100%. It's amazing. And I know that there will be so many people listening going, but I don't have time to do that. Mm -hmm. But you do. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like you it, totally yeah, do. Like, I'm just going to call bullshit on that because yeah, the truth is if you have time to be – uh, in your mind worrying about all that you're not worrying about what Sally down the road thought of you when you you know told her that you didn't get your bins out that week or like that's a terrible example but you know what I mean yeah if you've got time to be worrying about all that you aren't worrying about what other people think worrying about if you're a good enough mom worrying about if you're a good enough wife partner worrying if you're a good enough human being then you also have time to meet that with some self and soul conversation and I get that that is so scary yep to like I know I used to be really afraid of putting pen to paper because of what might come out and then once it's on paper, then I've got to acknowledge it. Do you remember actually when, do you know what I'm going to say? Here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I had went to a beautiful kinesiologist and I had to write down, this was years ago now, um, I had to write down a list of all the things, the shameful, awful things that I believed that I'd done, like around this, you know, all the things that I wanted to let go of and all of it, like all of it. And so I sat down and I was dreading it and I sat down and I wrote it all out like, and it was painstaking to acknowledge, but honestly, once it's also as well, once it got on the paper, I could read them and it looked so ridiculous. Like some of the instances, a lot of the instances where I'm like, that's not even a thing. Like it was like, had a con- it was conversations and different things that I thought of could have gone better. And, you know, all, so many things that I just got it all out on paper. And then I was to fold it all up and I was to go out and burn them, burn them yes. um, to release them. Now I was like, okay, I really need these things to go. Like I need them to go. I didn't think about the wind that day. (laughs) So I lit up my, all of my deepest, darkest, oh my God moments, the things that were plaguing me, my shadows, I've lit them up. And then this gust of wind, just as everything was starting to ember, blew everything out of the the glass jar and the whole, I was literally surrounded in thousands of pieces of my worst nightmare. (laughs) Like I was like, what is happening? This is just supposed to go. But then I was like, fuck this. This is no, we are not done yet. I am not going to allow these pieces to just burn everywhere and still surround me. So I got like the hose out and I had hosed them all down, singed them down. Then I got the broom out. I like made sure that these were all completely gone. And honestly, it was really cathartic, but it was like the universe was just making me work for it in terms of, you know, you want these gone, work, bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like you were going to, you know, get rid of, physically get rid of every last bit of this. Yeah, and it was, but it's like that that act of writing them onto the piece of paper, I could realise how trivial and ridiculous or some of them were deeply painful and, you know, totally understandable. Um, and that's the thing with pain and shame or guilt or beliefs. Fears, yeah. And fears, they're all justified. Like they're all relative. You're allowed to have whatever you feel. Like if it matters to you, it matters. So don't let anyone ever say that it doesn't. Yeah. But the power in you being then able to see everything on paper or however you like and then like Amy's saying, have that self-inquiry, that self-reflection to decide whether this is something that you're going to let steer the ship, that's really, you know, that's where the magic is. And then that's that rewriting your story. A hundred percent. And then it's from that place that then you can, you know, follow the other breadcrumbs and look to the next steps and, and yeah, like put the pieces of your puzzle. You know, I, that's how I see my whole, my whole life is that I'm finding more pieces of my puzzle. And so it's like that there's so much that can come into that. And again, it's different for each of us, but the reason why I'm really holding to no start with this 
and not giving you a list of 20 other things that you could do is because this is how we find our own unique coding. It's how we find um, what is true for us. It's how we are able to activate what we actually need, not what you know, Amy needed or says, well, if you drink this green juice and you do yoga and you meditate and, um, you know, you change the world through an inspiring business, well, then then you'll be who you were meant to be. It's like that's actually bullshit because underneath all of that, you still wouldn't have turned inwards. You still wouldn't have asked yourself these questions. You wouldn't actually know anything else about yourself. You would still be prescribing to somebody else's ideas, beliefs, and values. And so I'm like, start here, do this again and again. And then from there, you will be able to go, well, you know what, when I am true to myself, when I have looked at the different fears that are arising for me, the beliefs, and I have done the work that I need to do to keep witnessing that, acknowledging that, moving it, shifting it, releasing it, accepting it, then if I drink the green juice, it has the, you know, that I want to drink, then it has the beautiful impact or effect that it's meant to. I love that, Amy. I do. So you always ask such powerful and insightful questions, Ames, that you've called me out a bunch of times and where I wasn't living up to my force capacity. Your intuition has definitely gotten louder and louder over the years. (laughs) So how have you been able to tune in? Is that through writing like you are but like you're great like there's a psychic element to you that you just honestly when you're on like you're on and so how do how does that you know like you've definitely can you feel that you've gone from like that that you've embodied that more a hundred percent I think the word you just used there, embodied, um, is a huge piece of my puzzle because, um, you know, even what we're speaking about today, it's one thing to know it. Like a lot of the things you and I are talking about probably isn't new information to anyone listening, but we're not asking you to know it intellectually or from your head. We're asking you to move that through, through into your heart, into your body and into your daily practices. And for me, that's what has really shifted and changed. It was like the first few years of of all of this work, I was getting it from a from a um, intellectual perspective. Like in my head, I was like, yeah, 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 I get that. I understand now. I get that we have this incredible power. I get that our mindset is ours. You know, I can do all of this work. But then I was so disconnected to my body and, and I could get it in one way in my mind, but then I wasn't able to actually feel it, believe it and live it on a, on a more regular basis. It's like I was only getting moments of those, you know, full body tingles, like feel like you're almost floating above, above earth um, moments. It was, it was few and far between. And so it was for me, it was then going, okay, how do I actually embody these beliefs and what I know in my head? How do I pull it through to my heart and then all the way through my entire being? And that's where I've found the deepest connection with myself. It's been um, through asking to expand my gifts, asking and looking for ways to back myself and to believe in myself and not just from a 
you know, the, I guess the level of, of just saying it, you know, like, yeah, I'm confident or I believe in myself or I can do this, but actually challenging myself and finding ways to put that to the test. And that's where my intuition and, yes, I, I identify as a claircognizant, so the psychic ability of having a knowing. There are things that I know about people without them telling me. There are things that I know are true with absolute certainty that I could not give you any explanation for. And for a long, long time I pushed that down and it was only through wanting to love and accept embrace and embody my whole self that I was able to find these pieces and parts and now they are supercharged and I am deeply connected to them and it is having an incredible impact on my life on a daily basis and this is the kind of stuff that I'm like that that's not singular to me like yes we all have different skills gifts and abilities but we all have them and it is through that that journey with yourself and going to those different levels and layers that you will get to a place where you'll light your own fucking life up nobody else needs to yay (laughs) oh here comes ruby she's heard me get excited she's excited yeah amy where can we find you like honestly i know that people are going to be like what i'll have what she's having how can people work with you where can we find you tell us all the things okay so come and find me i'm most active on instagram i love it i love sharing on that platform i also do um, a new igtv series called intuitively speaking where i definitely dive into more details of the different things that we might be facing um, or needing support with so come and check out my instagram at designing her life Um, and from there you can click through and you can see my beautiful website. There are some inner voice activations that are free that you can sign up and receive. That's a really beautiful beginning place to start. So if you want to, you know, start your journey with yourself in a deeper way, a more sacred way, I highly recommend tuning into those because you're actually hint. It's not me. You're tuning into yourself through that. Um, And, of course, you can reach out to me anytime. Email amy at designingherlife.com or just DM me on Instagram. We can have an audio conversation or text, whatever you prefer, um, and and talk about the next steps and ways that I can support you. I'd love to. Yay. Honestly, and Amy's website is just – and your whole – everything is just so beautiful. Like, so if – like honestly, please check it out. You'll see. You'll see exactly. And there's inner inner voice act. Ruby, no, sorry, she's trying to rip down a pot plant. The your inner voice activations, like wow, they're pretty amazing. They're pretty Thank powerful, you. and I can't I believe love, that they're free. So I love them a lot. Of yeah, a lot went into them energetically. So I do do intuitive and energetic work too. And that gets infused into everything I do. And so even those inner voice activations, there's a lot happening behind the scenes. And that's probably the way that I um, I best work is that it's the stuff that happens. It's the unsaid and unseen stuff as much as it is the right in front of your face. And I love to blend both and create something unique to each person that I work with. So that's why I'm like, it's not one size fits all. Let's talk about it and find out what would what would actually supercharge and support you right now. 
Oh, Amy, thank you so, so much. There is so much gold in everything that you've just said throughout this whole chat. I really, I know that the women are going to be loving this one. So thank you so much for coming on today. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. I love talking about this and I'm really grateful to get to be a part of your incredible community and share this stuff. Thank you.